Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masechus Chagiga, Perak Beis, Mishnah Dalit, and Mishnah Hey. And today's Mishnahs are being learned Leilu Nishmas, Mars Tikva Basra of Saadia, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Leilu Nishmas, Mars Shein of Basra Bruvain, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And we continue talking about Shechnik Karbanis on Yontif. The Mishnah tells us that Sarah Shechaliyah's Barab Shabbos. If Shavuos falls out on Erev Shabbos, Beisham Erev Beishamah says, Yom Tevayach Achar Shabbos, the day of Shechting is after Shabbos. As we learned in the previous Mishnah, Beishamah says, we're not allowed to Shecht a carbon oila on Yontif itself. So that means that the oilas ru'iyah that's supposed to be Shechted on Shavuos can't be Shechted on Shavuos day, so it has to be Shechted after Shavuos. But since Shabbos is right after Shavuos, so then Sunday is the day that we're going to be Shechting this carbon. However, Beisil says, Ein Yom Tevayach, read the parentheses Achar Shabbos, it doesn't have this day of shechting after Shabbos, because as we learned in the previous Mishnah, Beis Hill says that even though it's a carbon oila, we're going to shecht it on Yontif itself. So no matter when Shavuos falls out, any time between Sunday and Friday, we're going to shecht that carbon oila's re'iyah on Shabbos. However, Umaydim, Beis Hill agrees to Beishamai, She'im Chaliyaz Beishabbos, that if Shavuos falls out on Shabbos itself, so we cannot shecht the carbon on Shabbos, She'im Tevayach Shabbos, in that scenario, the day of shechting of the carbon oila's re'iyah is going to be after Shabbos. Think about it, in this situation, that means there's going to be thousands, probably tens or even hundreds of thousands of Yidin coming to the Beis HaMikdash after Shabbos to Shech the Karbonos. And away, it kind of feels like Yontif. However, the Mishnah tells us there's a number of things we have to do to ensure that people don't think that it's Yontif. Number one, this Sunday that everyone's going to be bringing their Karbonos, the Kain Gadol does not wear his special clothing. This means that when he's walking to and from his house and he's out and about, he doesn't wear his Yontif clothing. He just wears regular clothing. We don't want people to think it's Yantif. And furthermore, umutarn it's permitted to give eulogies for people that have passed away on this Sunday, and one's allowed to fast on this Sunday as well, which is something that's not allowed to be done on Yantif. And why is it that we have to be so careful to make sure that people don't think it's Yantif? So it's not to be Makayim what people say that Shavuos is after Shabbos. Now what's this referring to? So there's two groups in Klal Yisrael, one called the Tzedukim and the other called the Baisusim. And they used to misinterpret the Torah in many different ways. And one of those ways is that they held that Shavuos is always on Sunday. And where do they get this from? Well, that's because regarding Sphiras the Torah says, You should count for yourself from the day after Shabbos. And the puzzle continues that we have to count seven weeks, and that's 49 days. And at the end of that, it's going to be Shavuos. Now, the Pasuk uses the word, and they take this literally that we start counting the Eimer the day after Shabbos, no matter when Pesach falls out. And that means that Shavuos is always on Sunday. Now, Chazal tell us that the proper understanding of Machras HaShabbos, the day after Shabbos, means the day after the first day of Pesach. In other words, the first day of Pesach in the Torah is being called Shabbos. And over here, in the case that our Mishnah is talking about, that there's this Yom Tevayach, this day of Shechting, on Sunday, if we're going to treat it like Yontif, then the Tzedukim by Susim are going to say, see, Yontif is after Shabbos. I told you Shavuos is after after Shabbos, our Pshat is correct. So therefore, we have to be very careful to make sure that they don't think it's Yontif, and that's why the Kohen Gadol is not going to walk around in Yontif clothing, and we're allowed to give Hespedim and fast and other things like that. So from here until the end of the Masechta, we're going to be learning many dinim of Toma and Tahara. And there's a number of reasons why. According to one opinion, this is because all the way at the end of the Masechta, there's a unique Kula relevant to Yontif, and therefore we learn many other Halachas because of that. Now another reason, perhaps more relevant to Yontif, is because on the Shalash Regalim, Everyone was extremely careful with Tomei and Tahara. That's because one can't go into the base of Mikdash Tomei, and the many korbanos that were brought need to be eaten in a state of Tahara as well. So that's what we learn about Tomei and Tahara from here till the end of the Masechta. Now this Mishnah discusses washing hands, netilas yadayim. And this is an interesting type of Tomei. That's because midai raisa, 
a person either becomes entirely Tameh from his toes to his nose, or he's not Tameh at all. There's no such a thing as only a part of him being Tameh. However, the Chachamim were geyser that hands can become Tameh in certain instances. And this is usually in regards to touching something, just their hands will become Tameh. And not only that, but even if a person doesn't know if they touch something that would be Tameh their hands, but they simply weren't paying attention to what they were touching, the Chachamim were also geyser that their hands are a Sheni Latoma, which means that their hands are a certain level of Toma, they're going to be Tameh Truma and Kajim, and therefore they would have to wash their hands in certain situations. So the Mishnah tells us, a person has to wash his hands before the following. Lachulin, if he wants to eat regular chulin, and we know this in regards to bread. Ula meiser, and when a person wants to deal with meiser sheni, they have to wash their hands. Velatruma, and when they're dealing with truma, they have to wash their hands beforehand. Ula kaidesh, and if a person is dealing with kadshim, matbilin, they have to dunk their hands in a mikvah. And that's because kadshim has a higher level of kedusha, so they have to make their hands even more tahar, if you will, and they can't just wash them, they have to put them in the mikvah. Lastly, the Mishnah tells us, Ula chatas, when a person is dealing with the waters of the chatas, and is referring to the waters that had the ashes of the paraduma mixed in it, and this was sprinkled on a person who was tamay mace, so in Nitmu Yadav, if the person's hands became Tameh, in this case, Nitma Gufai, his entire body has become Tameh, and he would have to immerse his entire body in the mikvah. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Vav and Zion, continuing to talk about different levels of Tomentara. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.